So when I hear the saying, treat others in the same way that you would like to be treated yourself, I couldn't disagree anymore because I don't feel like you should be treating others in the same way that you would like to be treated yourself. I think you should be treating others in the way that they would like to be treated themselves. It's not about treating others the way you want to be treated. It's about treating others in the way that they want to be treated. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. <laughs> oh, I miss this. I miss this so much. It's been a minute. It's been a long minute. <laughs> but this is officially the start of season three. And I know I've gone a bit missing with the podcast. I know. And I will explain to you why. And I will give you some life updates and then we'll jump right into the episode. But before we do that, I wanted to take some time to talk to you about the new changes that I have made to the podcast. Number one is the new podcast music. You will have noticed that there is a new podcast music and you may ask, why did you change it, Eric? And to be honest, I never thought that I would actually change the podcast music. I always thought that I would just have that one podcast music and that would be the one forever. But just like everything in life, nothing ever is really the one forever. It's the one for a chapter. And that's what the old podcast music was. It was amazing and it served an amazing purpose in that chapter. It was the one for that chapter. But as we enter a new chapter in life, we need to elevate and match that chapter and so I've changed the podcast music, which hopefully you'll have enjoyed and noticed for sure, because I wanted something that makes you feel inspired. I wanted something that makes you feel uplifted. I wanted something that makes you feel enlightened. I also wanted to be more aligned with the podcast's theme, which is personal development and growth. And I feel like I've achieved all of the above with the new podcast music. And so I hope that you're enjoying it. And there's so many other changes. For example, the trailer at the beginning. That's the number two change that you'll have noticed. It's to give you a preview of what's coming on that episode. So every episode at the beginning, you'll get a little snippet of that episode. And you'll get to hear and listen to a trailer, a snippet, a soundbite of what is to come on that episode. It's literally just to give you a teaser of what's to come. It's to get you curious. It's to get you interested, it's to get you thinking, it's to get you excited. It's really just to show you what's coming on that episode and I think you'll enjoy hearing that little sound bite at the beginning, almost like a trailer to the movie. How cool is that? The third change is the sound quality has now improved. Previously, I was using my phone and the app recorder on my phone and just pressing record using the phone's microphone. Whereas now I am still using my phone, I am still using the app recorder on my phone. However, I've plugged in a little microphone into my phone so that when I record these podcast episodes, 
I provide you with a better listening experience. I provide you with a better sound quality. And I provide you with a better quality of an episode, with a higher quality episode from a sound perspective. And I think that is so important for me that when you listen, you have the best experience because this is what it's all about. It's creating an experience. And so improving the sound for me was super important. The fourth change that I've made is there is now a consistent schedule of posting. Previously, I would sometimes post episodes on a Tuesday. Other times I'd post them on a Thursday. Other times I'd post them on a Monday. Other times I'd post them on a Wednesday. It wasn't consistent and it wasn't giving you guys enough predictability. So what I've done now is there will be episodes coming out Sundays by 5 p.m. UK time. Every Sunday by 5 p.m. UK time, you will have an episode. And that is the episode schedule. And the posting of the podcast is now aligned for Sundays by 5 p.m. UK time. What this will do for you is it gives you predictability. So you know when to expect the episodes. And that gives you a level of comfort because now you know when they're coming. Sundays, 5 p.m. UK time, you'll have a new episode. The fifth change I've made to the podcast is there will now be episodes every single week. In the past, there was a few weeks where I would post and then I would pause and not post for a few weeks and then I would come back and post again. And so it wasn't consistently every week. It was more like there will be moments of consistency for a few weeks and then inconsistency for another few weeks. And so it wasn't solidifying what I want to achieve with the podcast, which is consistent value. So now I've made a change where every week you will have episodes. Again, Sundays, 5 p.m. UK time, just as a reminder. And the reason why is because I want to give you consistent, insightful and valuable content every single week. And when it comes to the episodes, this season three will be just solo episodes. That's another thing that's new, which we're bringing back. We're bringing back solo episodes packed in with value. And this season three is actually just solo episodes. There will not be any guest episodes. However, season three ends at the end of this year, which means that from January onwards, season four starts and there will be a mixture of solo and guest episodes. So don't worry, the guest episodes will still be on, but just for this season three, there will just be solo episodes. And from season four onwards, we'll have a mixture of guest episodes, solo episodes, guest episodes, solo episodes, which is incredibly exciting. And I have amazing guests on the lineup for coming and you guys will enjoy it. And I want to add that the solo episodes that you will get you will very much enjoy it. Trust me, you will enjoy the solo episodes that are coming. You will enjoy the episodes that I've planned for you. And the final change that I've made for the podcast is I want to pivot the podcast categories. I feel like in the beginning, I didn't choose categories that were necessarily aligned with what the podcast was trying to transmit and communicate. And so I've changed the podcast categories to really fully align as to what the podcast is all about. The podcast is about personal growth. The podcast is about personal development. 
and I want the podcast categories to translate that. So you'll notice the categories being health, being self-help, because those are more aligned with what the podcast is trying to achieve. Now, I've gone missing a little bit with the podcast. As you may all know, what I've previously done in previous seasons of the podcast is I would post episodes on a weekly basis, well, I'll try anyways, uh, throughout the year, and then in December, I would always stop and go on off-season. And then I would tend to come back in March or April with a new season of episodes, and then I would run the season from April to December again, and then the cycle repeats, right? However, this year was slightly different. As you may have noticed, I went on off-season in December, and I didn't come back in April. Now, the reason why is because I had so many things on my plate, and sometimes in life you have to prioritize some things over other things. And I had so much going on that I was like, I have to put something temporarily on hold. I don't know if you've heard that analogy before of there's a set amount of balls that you can juggle. So you'd see like clowns in circuses or just people who can juggle. There's a set amount of number that they can juggle up to. I think the number is 14 balls. So the world record on Guinness is you can juggle about 14 balls at once. The moment you add the 15th, everything falls apart. So no one's ever managed to juggle more than 14 balls at the same time. And now the reason why I'm using this analogy is because I feel like life is very similar. I feel like everyone is juggling balls, whether that will be your relationship, your friendship, your work, your projects. You are all juggling things. And sometimes you max out, you reach your capacity and you have to either choose to put something on hold or you have to trade balls over other balls that you can juggle, all for the benefit of you and your goals. And I felt like that's what I had to do. I had to put the podcast on hold so that I could prioritize and spend all my time and energy becoming a Jay Shetty certified life coach. And I'm going to speak about this in a, in a little bit. And so I told myself that instead of coming back in April with a podcast, that I would come back in October with it. So I'm not stopping the podcast. I'm just pausing it for a bit longer. And here I am. <laughs> We're back. And it's about to be a crazy season. Before I start this episode, I wanted to share with you all what I've been up to this year. Becoming a life coach. <laughs> Becoming a life coach has always been my dream. But I... I've always kept on waiting and waiting. And at, at the beginning of this year, I was like, I'm done waiting. I just want to make it happen now. So I put my head down and I got real focused. I worked super hard. I worked insanely hard. And I became a Jay Shetty certified life coach, which has always been a dream of mine. And I'm so, so happy. Like, I cannot put it to words. Honestly, I can't stress this enough the amount of fulfillment I get from helping and impacting people is so, so powerful. I've helped clients on transitioning from the nine to five into the entrepreneurship world. I've helped clients regain self-esteem and self-confidence. I've helped clients become more high performance, more productive. I've helped clients heal from past trauma. I've helped clients overcome challenges. And it's so incredible to see all the progress that all of my clients have made and actually being able to help them achieve their goals, it's, 
It's insane. So if you'd like to overcome obstacles in your life and accomplish those dreams of yours and really live that happy, meaningful and fulfilled life that you've always wanted to live, just go and check out ericjivrajcoaching.com and book yourself a free discovery call and we can work out how we can best help you to achieve those goals and dreams of yours. I have also helped clients in other areas of their lives, such as love and relationships, which actually brings me onto today's topic, which is the five love languages. This is something that Gary Chapman speaks about in his book, The Five Love Languages, and I thought I would dive into it a bit on this podcast episode because I find it super interesting and I think it will be incredibly helpful. Have you ever heard of the saying, treat others the same way you'd like to be treated yourself? I'm sure you have heard it a few times because I know for a fact I've heard it multiple times growing up. And the problem with that statement is it makes an assumption, an assumption that the way we like to be treated is the way others like to be treated too. But just because I value receiving quality time, for example, does not mean others value receiving quality time in the same way that I do. What if they value words of affirmations more? What if they value gifts more? You see, we all may value similar things, but we all value them in different ways and in different orders and in different priorities and in different preferences. So when I hear the saying, treat others in the same way that you would like to be treated yourself, I couldn't disagree anymore because I don't feel like you should be treating others in the same way that you would like to be treated yourself, I think you should be treating others in the way that they would like to be treated themselves. It's not about treating others the way you want to be treated. It's about treating others in the way that they want to be treated. And that's the real difference. I'll share a small personal story. This is like a story from my past, by the way. So I just want to clarify that before I carry on. A few years ago, I was talking to this girl and one of the assumptions I made at the time was that I assumed she loved gifts because I just assumed that everyone loves gifts, which is incredibly foolish when I think about it now because I myself am not a fan of receiving gifts at all. Yet somehow I managed to assume that everyone else loves receiving them. Anyways, I gave her like two surprise gifts. One was very early on and... Another one was like a couple months after. Again, this is a story from the past, just want to clarify. These weren't expensive gifts, by the way. They were small but meaningful gifts. And she appreciated them. And she was definitely grateful for them. But what I failed to realize at the time is that whilst she was grateful for those gifts, she actually valued quality time more. And she valued acts of service more. And I didn't understand this at the time. The point of the story is that I was speaking in different languages to her, such as gifts, quality time, acts of service, etc. And she appreciated it all. But in hindsight, I feel like I wasn't providing in the right order of her preference or in the right quantities. Maybe she would have appreciated more quality time instead of the two times where I gave her a gift. And this is obviously just a small story from the past that doesn't really matter now, but I am sharing it with you to show you that I myself didn't really understand love languages a few years ago. I didn't really get it. 
I didn't know any better back then. But I know better now. Which is why I'm making this episode. So that you can know better and you can do better. So I'm making this episode for two reasons mainly. One, it's important that you become self-aware about your own love languages so that you are able to vocalize them clearly and you understand exactly how you like to receive love, how you like to be loved. And number two, it's equally important for you to then understand the love languages of those that you love so that you're speaking their language. Speaking their language is more important than trying to only speak in your language. Let me say that again. Speaking their language is more important than trying to only speak in your language. So I'm single right now and I'm Portuguese. Those are two facts right there about me right now. Now let's say I meet an Arabic girl. I speak Portuguese, she speaks Arabic. If I speak Portuguese to her and she doesn't understand it, there's going to be a disconnection. The same way that if she speaks Arabic to me and I don't understand it, there's going to be a disconnection there. Maybe if I learned to speak Arabic, or maybe if she learns to speak Portuguese, or maybe we both prefer to speak in English. The point is, if we are not speaking in the way that we would like to be spoken to, we're going to face a disconnection. And you've got to remember that we want to deepen the connection, not weaken the connection. And we can only achieve this through understanding the love languages in depth. So I gave you a bit of an analogy, a bit of a relatable example, but now I want to tie it back to what we're really talking about in this episode. Let's talk about the five love languages. Words of affirmations, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. I'm going to cover them in no particular order. So the first love language that I'm going to talk about today is words of affirmation. Some people just want to hear words of affirmation, particularly from their partner, such as you are doing so well, or you look great today, or I love the way you do this. I'm so proud of you. These are words that help people feel validated, that give them confidence, that improve their self-esteem. Affirmations should be genuine. They should feel like genuine appreciation of someone's skills, abilities, qualities, achievements, and values. So words hold a certain power and it's not just about what you say, it's also how you say it and it's also when you say it. You don't want to just be complimenting someone all the time because that will not feel genuine. What you want to is being able to pick up on someone's skills, abilities, qualities, achievements and values and make it a point to acknowledge them on those. Make it a point to encourage them on those. Make it a point to motivate them on those. And you'll notice that there's such a massive difference between saying, I love the way you do this and saying, I love the way you do this because X, Y, and Z. You see, there's a lot more substance to it. So remember, words of affirmation is not about just throwing random words to make someone feel validated. It's about being genuine in the way that you provide those words in order for you to give them acknowledgement. The second love language I'm going to speak about is physical touch. This can involve hugs or a pat on the shoulder, holding hands, 
keep in mind that some people are more physical than others, some are less physical than others, some people are super uncomfortable being touched, while others have a strong desire to have that physical touch connection. And you have to be able to understand that from the other person's perspective. So remember, physical touch involves a whole range of things, hugs, kisses, holding hands, and of course, more than that. But you have to make sure that the other person is comfortable with all of that. The third love language is receiving gifts. Some people find love in receiving something thoughtful from another person. It could be like a small or big gesture. It could be a holiday, a flower, a surprise activity, an experience, a short letter or card, a handcrafted item, a personalized gift, something grand, something small. The point isn't how big or small the gift is. It's not how cheap or expensive the gift is. It's how meaningful and thoughtful the gift is. Notice how a gift being meaningful and thoughtful has nothing to do with its price tag, has nothing to do with its size or shape, has nothing to do with its brand. It's simply to do with the meaning and thoughtfulness behind it. The fourth love language is quality time. This is not so much the amount of time, but rather the amount of energy someone gives you. Like, for example, when someone asks for your time and you will go throughout your day experiencing this, people always want your time. Your parents want some of your time. Your friends want some of your time. Your romantic partner wants some of your time. Your work colleagues want your time. Your work boss wants your time. See, there's so many people throughout the day that want your time, or at least that's what we think. But they don't actually want your time. They want your energy. How do I know this? Well, it's simple. Would you rather me spend an hour with you where I'm fully on my phone the whole time, I am not focused, I am not present, I'm just on my phone, on social media, scrolling, and I spend an hour with you like that? Or would you rather have 20 minutes where I'm fully just focused and present with you? I'm not on my phone. I'm just enjoying the conversation with you. I'm just there with you. I'm there for you. Most people would say they'd rather have 20 minutes of my full presence than an hour of my full distraction. So what that tells you is that it's never been about time. It's always been about energy. So when we think about quality time, what we're really saying is provide someone with undivided, uninterrupted, focused and present energy within the time that you give them, because that's what's going to make the difference. Quality time is literally in the name. It's about the quality of that time. And the quality of that time is dependent on the quality of the energy. The fifth and final type of love language is acts of service. This includes chores, tasks, anything that helps the other person in their daily life. Think about it this way. When you get up to go grab a glass of water for yourself, do you also bring one for your partner? Think about it from this perspective. Have you ever helped someone do something that they were struggling with? Or maybe you'll cook, or maybe someone will wash the dishes, or maybe you'll go and give them a lift. It's about serving the other person in a thoughtful way. And these are really minor things on a day-to-day basis, but minor things accumulated equate to major things in the long run. 
So remember, acts of service is about serving the other person in a meaningful way. And a lot of people just overlook this, but this has such a big meaning. Like something as simple as like you got up to go grab a glass of water for yourself and then you brought one for your partner without them asking for it. There is something beautiful in that. And I'm just giving you one of many, many examples. Now, if I were to ask you, what is your love language? What would your answer be? Some of you may say physical touch. Others will say quality time. Others will say active service. Others will say gifts. Others will say words of affirmation. Right? I'm sure I'm hearing right now some of you say one of those answers. But here's the thing. What if I told you that all of them are our love languages? And I mean it. All of them. Not just one or two. All of them. They all form part of our love languages, but we as people prioritize them in different orders. And that is the difference. We prioritize them in different ways. For example, let me share with you my order. Quality time, physical touch, words of affirmations, acts of service, and receiving gifts. That's the order in which I like to be loved. That's the order of my love languages. Now, just because receiving gifts is at the bottom of my list doesn't mean I don't appreciate receiving gifts, even though I'm not really a big fan. But it doesn't mean I don't appreciate them just because it's at the bottom of the list. It means that I appreciate other languages above that. It means that I appreciate quality time more than I do receiving gifts. But it doesn't mean that I do not appreciate receiving gifts. So just because something is at the bottom of the list doesn't mean that person doesn't appreciate it. It just means that there's other things that they appreciate over other stuff. You need to have a think about in which order do you value those languages when you're receiving love. Have you ever actually sat down and asked yourself, what is the order in which I like to be loved? What is the order in which I prefer to be loved? Get a piece of paper out, get a pen out and write down what is the order of the love languages. And what is the order in which you like to be loved? Write it down. Look at the five love languages and write down your order. I've shared mine with you. And that is truthfully how I, in this present moment, like to be loved. Now I'd love for you to do this exercise and just write down what are your love languages and in which order. Now think about your family members, your friends, your best friends your work colleagues, and of course your partner. What are their love languages? And in which order do they value it the most? Have you ever stopped to think what their love languages are? Have you ever tried to write down in a piece of paper what you believe the order of their love languages are? If you haven't, do it. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, and write down what you think your family members, your friends, your best friends, your work colleagues, your romantic partner, 
the people closest to you, the people that you love the most, how do they like to receive love? Write it down on a piece of paper. I want you to know this because this is important because if you don't know, it means you always be sending them love in the way that you believe they want to be loved. But that's not always the case. You might think you know, but you might not know at all. And that's why sometimes people can still feel unloved regardless of how much love you provide. Let me say that again. That is why some people may still feel unloved regardless of how much love you can provide. Because if you're not loving them in the way that they want to be loved, they will still feel unloved. So write down in a piece of paper, what is the order in which you believe they like to receive love? And then what I want you to do is, I don't just want you to assume. So after you try doing this exercise, what I want you to do is I want you to go and ask them. This doesn't have to be a guessing game. You can just communicate it and get their input. Now, the reason why I want you to think about it first before you ask them is because what I want you to do is I want you to assess if what you believed was their love languages and the order in which they like to receive love, does it match what they actually tell you their love languages are and the order in which they like to receive love? And that's where the interesting part of this exercise comes from, is here's what you think, about how your best friend likes to receive love. Here's what you think about how your mother and father like to receive love. Here's what you think about how your siblings like to receive love. Here's what you think about how your romantic partner likes to receive love. But then when you speak to them and you get their input, that's when it becomes interesting because now you can see whether or not you understood how they like to be loved or whether you were super off track, whether you were super off the map with it. And by the way, it's totally fine if you didn't get it right. In fact, I'd be very surprised if you got it all right. And this is why communication is so important. Because now when you speak to them and they tell you, this is what I value. This is how I like to be loved. Just by doing that, you're initiating a conversation that is so important. Because you're now educating each other on how you like to be loved. And now both of you come out of that discussion incredibly self-aware about how to provide love to one another. And that's how you deepen your connections. It's not based on assumptions. It's not based on presumptions. It's based on communications. It's based on conversations. Send them this episode. Send them this podcast episode. Do the exercise and then speak to each other about it. You might be very surprised with the results of it. I hope sincerely that this new episode has taught you more about love languages and I hope you're able to implement this newfound awareness to then increase the depth of your connection. Notice how I'm saying connection and not relationship. Connection, because connection is a deeper level of relationship. And I hope that this episode can help you and your loved ones navigate your relationships in order to build those connectionships. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'm so happy I'm back. Uh, season three of the What's Up and What's Next podcast. I will be releasing a series of solo episodes over this coming season. But I just wanted to say this. 
I appreciate everyone who has listened today, whether you're a recurring listener, whether you're a new listener, whether you're someone who just wanted to check this out, whether you're someone who's been loyal and a fan of the podcast for a very long time, I appreciate you so much. I really do. Even whilst I was on off-season, the downloads were increasing all the time. And I'm so grateful. I really am. And now that I've become a life coach and I've got other things going on in my life, I want every week to be like a weekly access to my brain and my mind in a way that you might not get anywhere else. So if you stick around and you listen week in and week out, I guarantee you that you learn so, so much. And I'm so, so happy and grateful that you've taken your time out today to listen to this episode. If you can't, please follow, subscribe, or leave a review. Those things help the podcast massively, so much more than what you know, and they only take a few seconds. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next. <laughs>